Straight Talk from Israel. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. day in the land of Israel. We've had a lot of rain this last week or two. Sunny, sunny days. It's supposed to rain again later in the week, but we love rain too. All right. And with that, we're going to be talking. I don't know why. Why do I open with the weather? I don't know. Just because the sunshine makes me feel so good after this weekend. All right. The truckers, the truckers, the truckers. Tomorrow, if you're listening live, it's tomorrow, Monday, February 14th, there is going to be a huge truck uh, convoy with cars, motorcycles, people joining, people on bridges, all this plan for Israel. It's happening in Canada. It's happening all over the world now because it has been so successful in Canada, and God bless the Canadians for that. Um, we're going to be talking about the truckers. We're also going to be talking about, well, let me put it this way. A listener wrote in and said, each week, your guest says that we have to be careful with our finances because the world is changing and da-da-da-da-da. What do we do? So uh, our guest is going to give you his ideas of what uh, one could do. Of course, you have to take responsibility for your finances yourself and do what you think is right. But he's going to share his ideas as per request of our listener who wrote in about that. So we want to always service our listeners if we can. Also, later in the show today, we're going to be talking about, well communism and it was what it was like being a soviet dissident there is a new uh play a musical coming out in jerusalem and uh the environs remembering the soviet jewry struggle and the soviet dissidents who tried to get out you remember you couldn't be christian you couldn't be jewish you couldn't be anything you had to be a communist and believe in the state the collective that was your god so those people were not very happy in that society. So all the people today were talking about socialism and communism, and it's going to be a utopia, and you won't own anything, and you're going to be happy. Let me tell you, been there, done that for other people, not me. And it was not a utopia. It was a dystopia. It was a nightmare. And they got rid of it. Okay. Also, I want to remind you all, I am doing videos. So go to our homepage at IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com and click on our video tab to see our latest videos. I just interviewed Roseanne Barr. That's right. The big comedian Roseanne Barr and other uh, interesting topics. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. How did a nice Jewish girl from Delaware end up living in Israel? Shalom, I'm Natalie Sapinski. Join me on my show, Returning Home. Meet different people who have moved to Israel. Hear their personal stories, their highs, their lows, and everything in between. Each week, we talk to experts on immigration and the process of moving to Israel. Listen to Returning Home every Thursday, only on Israel News Talk Radio. back here at the Tamar Yona Show on IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com, and I am thrilled to have on my guest, 
uh, Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem. He is a researcher, former lecturer at Ben-Gurion University, and has authored over 80 books and 400 research papers that officially makes him an official nerd, uh, but a lovable one. And he publishes on science, history, and more. He commentates on Mideastern world issues. Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem will be speaking today about the truckers' last shout. And... Also, a listener wrote in asking about financial advice uh, because we often end these interviews with my guest saying that we may be going to digital currency, the world is in chaos, this is happening, that is happening, uh, you know, be careful with your funding. So he says, okay, what do we do? What do we do? So uh, Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem is going to be giving his idea of what might possibly be good. But again, I want to put in this caveat that you are responsible for your own finances and you are only listening to him saying what he thinks. You have to make your own decisions. And with that, let's go to our guest, Dr. Mordechai Ben-Menachem. Hello there. The truckers, you know, for some people, they're annoying. And for other people, they are the uh, symbol of freedom today, the symbol of uh, the people taking back their uh, rising up against tyranny. Uh, very inspiring. And what would you like to say about the truckers? Well, actually, I, 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 I phrased it carefully. I said the last shout. So let me explain um, the shout and the last part of it. Because I'll get the last part. Uh, in, in a few moments. Why is it the last? Okay. Um, I, I think the most notable thing about the truckers, and I'm, I'm a fantastic admirer of them. Don't let anyone misunderstand what I'm saying here. Um, uh, 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 I think the most important thing is, here is is what Karl Marx said. Proletarian of the, of the world unite. And here we have an example of when they unite and who's against them? The left. The socialists. The communists. All of the People that claim to be for the people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I think it's 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 a it's a fantastic statement. I think it's absolutely amazing. We see the utter panic of 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 uh, 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 of the the the, the self-proclaimed elitists like uh, like Trudeau, who's a uh, uh, um, uh, um, how should I put it? A deflated balloon, perhaps. Um, he's just going crazy. He, he steals their fuel. He steals their firewood. He, he, he does things that are just absolutely unbelievable. And none of it has any effect whatsoever on anything. And people just blow their horns, <laughs> literally. I, I, think the, I think the entire thing that's going on beginning there in Canada, and Canadians are usually known to be quiet docile people I mean, I'm sorry if that's not a nice word I don't know if it is or not but polite I usually consider to be pretty much quiet people that don't make waves but this wave has gone around the world we're seeing uh, uh, copies of it in, 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 in France in New Zealand uh, 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 here in Israel uh, 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 all over the world people are waking up and saying hey this is a fantastic idea let's do something here. Now, we need to understand what's going on here. First of all, um, uh, uh, while everybody is talking about things like inflation and supply chains and et cetera, et cetera, it's the truckers that get the food to your table. So anybody who's, 
who doesn't, who claims that they don't like what the truckers are doing, needs to understand that these are people that, generally speaking, work 14, 18 hour days. Um, they work very hard. We're talking about long haul truckers in the United States and Canada and in Australia and places like that, where they may they may be gone from their from their homes and families for anywhere from days to weeks. Um, they work very hard. These are real. This is really a, a really hard job to do. Um, uh, driving these uh, lo- long and very uh, difficult vehicles is 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 not a simple task. And it takes a great deal of skill. It takes a great deal of um, of training. And um, uh, these are professional people. And they're, they're, and they they do a fantastic job, very very quietly, very sedately. Now, I want to explain why why I said last shout, and and I want to take a little peek right now, very very quickly towards eight years from now, 2020, 2030, year twenty thirty. By the year 2030, there practically speaking will be no truckers left. This is a profession which is about to die. Already today, certain kinds of delivery vehicles are already operating without um, any driver, without autonomous autonomously. By 2024, two years from now, these will begin to be common. When we'll start to see uh, driverless taxis. By 2028, we will be seeing driverless taxis, driverless uh, buses, driverless um, uh, 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 um, vehicles of all sorts that will start to be common. One of the things, one of the effects that I would expect, and this is a prediction, so I could be completely wrong, but I think I have a, 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 a basis and understanding of what we're, what we're talking about here. One of the, expect, the effects that I perceive is that the massive corporations are going to look at these truckers and say, hey, wait a minute, we can't allow this to happen again. Let's accelerate the pace of deployment of these driverless vehicles, particularly the large trucks. Again, the technology is there. It can be implemented tomorrow. Remember, a a truck that is designed from from the beginning to be without a driver will be half the size, half the weight, and will have the same power. Tesla is already has already announced an initial driverless truck. So, I would expect that by 2030, this profession will be a profession of the past, like buggy whip makers. Um, maybe I'm being a little bit optimistic. Maybe it'll be, it'll take longer than 2030. If so, not much longer than 2030. Basically, all of these professions, um, delivery drivers, taxi drivers, truck drivers, bus drivers, everything of that nature, expect them to start to disappear by the middle of this decade Expect them to be mostly gone by the end of this decade. That's why I said the last shout. This is the last chance that truckers will have to do a thing like this because they won't, they're not going to be around for much longer. That's one of the reasons why the reaction of people like, like Trudeau is utterly ridiculous. He doesn't hmm. know what he's dealing with. So 
do you want to say a word in the last three minutes that we have about uh, the effectiveness of these protests? Because Israel is set to do this Monday, February 14th. If you're listening to the show, it already happened. But uh, from 40 different locations, they're coming to towards Jerusalem. They're going to be having signs, people on bridges holding signs. And they're going to be having trucks and uh, cars and motorcycles and et cetera, et cetera, all coming in also to protest for freedom. And uh, I understand this it might be mixed up not just with the COVID mandates, but also with the, the corruption of these the, of the emergency laws and the cost of living etc that's uh, gone higher up here in Israel do you want to say one last word we have two minutes now well I would expect again we, we it's hard to predict I'm, I'm really we're really a, a little bit guessing here but I would expect that there'll be a, a very large difference between large physically large geographically large countries and small countries uh, there's a difference between these these guys in Israel and these guys in in the United States and Canada, where the distances are, are are enormous. A trucker in Israel goes home every day. A trucker in the United States or in Canada does, does not. Australia, um, uh, the distances are just are just are just too large. So I, I, a haul in the United States may very well be for a week or two. Um, uh, there's nothing like that exists here. We we don't have those distances. So. Um, um, uh, the the idea here is not specifically truckers. I think I, the idea here is is that um, the 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 I don't know. I'll use the Marxian term: the proletarian, the, <laughs> the people who actually get out and get work done. People who actually uh-huh. make the country run. Right. Are saying enough of this? We've had enough of this nonsense. This this ridiculous reaction to the COVID. I I did a check today through. Um, uh, uh, um, uh, the the primary site for for data. If there was a 100% difference between um, COVID deaths in highly sophisticated countries and relatively backward countries, uh, the, that is to say, countries with a very high vaccination rate as opposed to countries with a low vaccination rate, then we would say that vaccinations have been very effective. But the difference is that mostly, for the most part, the highly industrialized countries, the countries that are relatively rich, that have a lot of a very high rate of vaccination, have more deaths per million than do countries that are poorer. More. The United States under Trump had fewer deaths than under Biden. The United States under Trump, again, one, a whole year for COVID. Under Biden, 40% more deaths in the United States with vaccination that were not vaccinations. We know, everybody knows, all, every uh, um, research project that has been publicized shows that the, the, the mask mandates are utterly ridiculous. They have no, no effect on, the, on, on COVID whatever. Right, you look the at Florida. You look at Florida and you see there's there, everyone's not killing over and dying in Florida because they don't wear masks and there's no vaccine ma- mandate. But we got to go to a break. We'll be right back, everybody.
You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. This is Shai Bentico, and each week I'll be webcasting to you from Judea, origin of the word Jew, a people besieged and beleaguered in every generation. Nazi Germany's but a memory, but in its place the world invented the phantom Palestinians as this generation's internationally authorized Jew killers. Tune in for a different slant on life in Israel. Phantom Nation, every Monday. All right, we are back here at the Tamar Yona Show on IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com, and we've been talking about the truckers and about the industry and about the protests, etc. And the world is changing. As our guest, Dr. Mordechai ben Menachem, mentioned in the last segment, that soon there may not be any big trucking industry anymore because the world is changing. We're going to autonomous driverless cars, trucks, etc. And it's like when we went from the horseshoe to the to the automobile. And, you know, times are moving on. Things are changing. We are into robotics today, etc. The technology is just astounding and moving so quickly. So with the changing of the world, it's also going, looks like it's going to be changing financially as well. And we've often talked about the world going to uh, towards heading towards a cashless society today, perhaps even a one world currency. Who knows? Um, and we, with all of our discussions on this, we've had a listener who has written in and he has said, well, what do you suggest? And I just want to, again, preface this with whatever you hear here, you must Put it through a filter, a sieve, go to your own financial advisor, discuss it with them, and then decide what you want to do. After all, you are responsible for your own finances. And with that, Dr. Mordechai ben Menachem, what what do you do? Share with us what you do or what you might suggest people check into doing. Well, let let me separate those two questions. What What would I do and what would I suggest? First of all, I've got myself totally out of the dollar. I don't suggest that any American would, would be be able to do that or would want to do that, but that's one of the things that I've done. I don't think that the American dollar has a bright future, at least not in the, not in the short term. Um, uh, uh, if, if, if the United States ever gets its politics into order, it, it, it could come back, of course, but right now its future is not very optimistic, certainly not in the financial markets or in any monetary sense. Um, uh, the second thing is I've got myself totally out of the banks, totally. Um, if you need to have out a bank what? as a place where, where things go through and things like that, great. Oh, out of I the banks. A- out of the banks you've gotten yourself. How can a person get themselves out of the banks when their their salary check, at least here in Israel, goes directly to their bank accounts? Okay, that's, that's what I was about to say. You, 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 if you need a bank for a, as a clearing at a clearing station, that's fine. You you let the money go in there, and you and you immediately withdraw it. I I I, I within days of uh, I have my I, I get my uh, what do you call it in English? Bitul uh, Humi. Uh, uh, your national uh, insurance, uh, your social security. National insurance and 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 my pension. It it gets deposited into the bank. I, I use the postal bank, which is the the most trivial bank possible in Israel, um, and it's immediately withdrawn in cash. And then I do with it whatever I please. I control it. I don't allow, do not allow them to control it. I do not allow them to control me. If you're in a bank and you need to have banking, I strongly suggest 
you want to look at smaller, if you're in the United States, smaller local banks and not the major international banks. Again, if you need their services, use them sparingly, use them wisely, but do not be dependent upon them. Okay, why smaller banks? Do not be dependent banks? upon the, the major banks like Bank of America and etc. Why? Because you would think that smaller banks might go under faster than the bigger banks would. So why why smaller banks do you do No, you... actually that's not that's not the case. The smaller banks uh, and the larger banks are in in terms of American federal law are uh, insured by the uh, the FDIC and uh, the same and the same uh, at, at the same time. Um, FDIC was formerly a, a, a client of mine, so I, I have some familiarity with them. Um, uh, 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 unless you're talking about enormous uh, transactions, I mean, in, 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 well into the uh, hundreds of millions of dollars at least, uh, you have no need for any large bank. If you want to keep your, if you're, if you're very rich and you want to keep your, your money into several uh, uh, distributor accounts, that's probably a good idea. But you do not want to use the big banks. The big banks, remember, the, 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 the so-called United States Federal Reserve Bank is not federal. It has nothing whatever to do with the United States government. It is not part of the government by law. It is a, an organization which is owned and controlled by these big banks. It's true that the president appoints the head of it, but he appoints the head of it from a list that's supplied to him by the big banks. So it's these, ma these major banking corporations that control it. And if, and if, if, a, if a strong reaction is required by the government or is judged to be required by the government, it will be performed by the large banks. Just as in 2008, when it was the banks that caused the financial meltdown of 2008, and the major banks were uh, 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 saved by, by the Federal Reserve Bank with this enormous injection of, of ready cash and ready fluidity. So the present thinking in most of the large central banks in the world uh, is that really taxes are a form of a, 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 a social engineering and not a source of revenue for the government. The government can print any amount of money it wants, can t borrow any amount of money it wants. None of this is of any importance because it has total freedom of action in terms of printing and etc. Now, the United States is already into relatively high inflation. Uh, the official number is about 7.5%. The unofficial number is about four times that number that most people, that most analysts are discussing today. Um, uh, uh, the, um, uh, uh, that rate of inflation has not been seen since the time of Carter, who, uh, uh, by the way, uh, 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 Carter should be very, very concerned, very, very worried. Until now, he has had the the title of uh, the, the the worst president in American history, and I'm certain that Biden is going to pass him in that as well. Um, uh, 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 Biden has managed to damage the United States, uh, both economically and militarily and diplomatically, in one year that it took Carter to do in four years. So 
Biden is an amazing, uh, amazing leader of the United States. Um, if the inflation gets much higher, there, there's almost no doubt that the Fed, and they've already intimated this, is going to do a, uh, a, a significant rate hike in terms of interest rates. We know from history that when they raise interest rates, they do not raise them at once. They raise them incrementally. So do not expect one time to rise. Expect it to rise several times. That means that this will affect the, the stock and bond markets. Generally speaking, when interest rates rise, the stock market drops. If you're into cash, if you have some cash on hand, be aware that you may be you may have an opportunity to take advantage of opportunities. So keep some some portion of your portfolio in cash that can be used. I'm not talking about a couple of thousands of dollars that will be used for groceries. I'm talking about what your investment your investment thinking. Um, uh, uh, um, uh, stocks and bonds usually go together on things like this. Remember the mechanism that the Fed has been using for the last few years to inject cash into the market has been to buy buy bonds. If they they've now announced, well, about a month ago, that they're going to stop buying bonds in these massive quantities. Think about how that will affect the bonds if you own bonds. Probably most corporate bonds will retreat in value. Probably. Um, I would guess that you want to have at least some portion of your portfolio, your investment portfolios in precious metals. Personally, I do not particularly like platinum. I think platinum is too dependent upon other things. Gold is always good. I would say even actual metal gold, um, at least some portion. And in terms of uh, cryptocurrencies, I heard something today which which was enormously hilarious. I, I just want to um, insert something, and I am not an expert at all. I don't even understand anything about finances. But if you're getting gold, I've heard that it's good to get the gold in your hands and not to order from a company that holds it for you. So you should actually get the gold in your hands. Okay, go ahead. That 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 again. That's that's one of the things that you should consider at, at, at all times. What what is practical and what is impractical. Um, in terms of cryptocurrencies, I, I heard some, some announcer from I think it was CNN, uh, 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 if, if that if that monstrosity still exists, um, uh, uh, call crypt uh, call um, uh, a Bitcoin uh, a white supremacist currency, which is unbelievably stu unbelievable stupidity since Bitcoin was invented by a, a person in Japan, a Japanese person in Japan who is neither white nor white supremacist. Um, um, but that just shows the stupidity. In terms of cryptocurrencies, I personally am leery of them. Clearly, we are, we are moving towards cryptocurrencies, but it's not clear how much longer the governments of the world will allow these things to be totally unfettered and totally without um, a, a, any control. So be, be weary, be, be wise. These are the directions that I think things are going. Again, be, be aware of the vulnerabilities of the large banks. Because remember, according to the contract that you signed, you are the creditor of last resort. They will pay everyone and you will be last because you're a depositor. <laughs> you count the least. <laughs> Gotta love those banks. All right. Oh, yeah.
Thank you oh, yeah. very much, Dr. Mordechai Ben Menachem. Thank you so much for coming to the show. And again, just a reminder, always take responsibility for your own finances. Speak with your own financial advisor before you decide anything. All right, when we get back, we're, we're going to be talking about Soviet dissidents and a new musical out here in Israel. Don't go anywhere. Hi, I'm Rabbi David Aaron. The soul basics are the most profound, the most essential, and yet often the most neglected in our education. Join me for Soul Talk on Israel's News Talk Radio and discover the secrets to love, spiritual growth, and personal power. We are back here at the Tamar Yona Show on IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. In the last couple of segments, we've been talking about the world, how it's been changing, and where we're going with the world today under people are calling for socialism and communism and the Great Reset, and you will own nothing and you will be happy. And my friends, societies have been there and done that, and it wasn't like what it was on paper when you actually apply it. And you just ask our uh, ancestors who were living under the Soviet Union and were Soviet dissidents and what life was like. I can tell you, and we all know it was not good. In fact, they got rid of that system. That's how good it was. Our, our uh, guests now are Avital Maklis and Sharon Katz. They are the authors and composers and producers of the new epic historical musical called Whisper Freedom, The Soviet Jewry Struggle. And Anat Kustinov, she's the director of Operation Wedding, and her mother, the heroic prisoner of Zion, Silva Zalmanson. They're all involved in this new musical that is going to debut, I believe, in the beginning of March in Jerusalem to remind us of the struggle of especially God-fearing people in the Soviet Union. The Jewish people, many of them are family or distant family who are trying to get out to become free people, to be able to worship God, to be able to be free and that's what we're struggling for today. So I want to welcome to the show both of you, Sharon and Avital. Hello. Thank you. Thank you for having us, Tanar. So where would you you're, like to start? I, I, just want to, I just want to say that you're exactly right, that um, the people that live in a communist society, perhaps they get everything from the government or whatever it is that they get. But uh, if we remember two, um, two Torah chapters ago from Parsha Truma from the chapter of, like, giving, uh, when did the Jewish people really become a nation? Not when they were getting and getting and getting, getting from the government and getting from Moses and getting from God, but when they started giving, and then when they started giving to the, uh, the tabernacle, that's when they started feeling like they were a people. I think Rabbi, uh, I think Rabbi um, Sachs said that a few weeks ago. And it's the same thing in Russia. The people in Russia at the time, in the 1970s, when our show, was, uh, when our show takes place, 
they were living like an empty existence. They went from day to day. They were constantly in fear. What were they worried about? They were worried about their jobs. They were worried about talking to people. They were worried about having friends with people. Maybe everybody's a spy. But there was one group of people that had an identity, that wanted an identity, that was discovering their Jewish identity, and that one were longing to live in Israel, to be part of a nation, to give. And those are the people that had meaning in their lives, and those are the people that went forward. And hooray, after struggling for like 20 years, finally those people were free. And that is what our musical is about. Yeah, and I, I have to insert here, they didn't get everything from the government. They got what the government decided to give them because That's they were true. not living well at all. They lived in, they shared apartments. I mean, can you imagine two, three families in one apartment? That's what the government gave them. Okay, um, Avital, weigh in on the issue. So we, um, <clears throat> we're part of uh, a theater troupe called the Women's Performance Community of Jerusalem under uh, the umbrella of the OU Israel Center, and we're passionate about people, we're passionate about the performing arts, and we're passionate about Jewish history. So when we were looking for our next uh, musical to write, um, and we, um, my mother suggested that we read Natan Sharansky's book, uh, his first book, uh, Fear No Evil, um, we we just discovered a goldmine of a, a time period that people... Um, need to know more about. I mean, uh, there are people who were involved, and then there are people like me who were kids in the 90s and had no idea why I grew up in Rehovot, why all, all these Russians are suddenly showing up in, in my shul, in my school, on this, you know, um, on my street, in my neighborhood. And so, you know, fast forward 30 years later, and I want to tell young Avital um, what she didn't know then and what so many people in Israel don't know. So um, we, uh, I mean, I remember walking down the streets in Rehobo with my father, and we would see a violinist playing on the street corner, and my father would say, you know, this man was an engineer in Russia. You know, this man was a doctor in Russia. And I, I didn't have the capacity to truly understand um, what was going on, but uh, we are so passionate about um, telling this story so that it won't be forgotten. And we're so excited because there are going to be people in the audience and there are people in the cast who were, who were involved whether they uh, went to visit refuseniks in Moscow and smuggled sidurim and, um, you know, Israeli oranges in, um, or they were at rallies uh, in Washington, D.C., or in New York, or, or all over the world. And to be able to tell the story back to people who were involved is just incredible. It's absolutely incredible. So I understand that you were uh, practicing this play under it was the last within the last two years under COVID you had to wear a mask it was very difficult for you guys to sing and dance together with that it's been a, a, a huge effort uh, tell us about what what your musical what your musicals are like because the ones that I've been to I have to say they are so inspirational and I'm you know, I'm a little bit embarrassed to say, but like, you know, I cried at some of them. They were just so inspirational. <laughs> Don't be afraid to say you cried. We made sure that you would cry. Um, you know, <laughs> uh, yes, our, succeeded. We, we try to do historical musicals. And uh, one of the points is, like Avital said, we want to tell the story of the Jewish people. There are so many people that don't know the story, that don't know the story of the secret Jews of Spain, that don't know the story of this, the, the, the struggle that, um, that the, entire, the entire Jewish world was involved in this struggle in the 70s and 80s. 
if you see anybody over the age of 40, they were uh, out on the streets. Either they were babies with their parents on their backs, or they were uh, teenagers or little kids, and they were holding signs, and they said, let my people go. And we, we don't want Carrie to be for, forgotten. And that's why we wrote this show, so that people will remember the amazing courage and the tremendous uh, unity, uh, the courage of the, of the uh, Soviet Jews and the unity of Jews around the world that screamed out to let the, uh, the Soviet Jews go to freedom. And we're, we're very, it was difficult for us to, uh, to, perf- to practice and to rehearse and to sing and to dance with masks on. But we did everything that we were told in order to use our space and uh, in order to use our rehearsal space. And we've been following all the guidelines and we're doing everything that we can outside of those boundaries of the masks and everything to keep people healthy. And we're so happy that the curve is going down so that people will return to the theater. And we want women from all over Greater Jerusalem to join us because it's really a marvelous, uh, it's, it's a marvelous, joyous, triumphant musical, and we want everybody to participate. Avital? Yeah. Yeah, we actually, uh, we started writing um, the script um, in June, June of 2019, before the pandemic was even, you know, a twinkle in our eye. And then uh, in the middle of writing, every, you know, the whole world shut down, theaters shut down, everything. And it was, uh, it gave us a lot of comfort to, um, to have this thing. Um, it, but it, it's like a funny thing because you're writing for a future, but it, there didn't seem to be a future at the time, a future of theater, a future of going out, of seeing other people. And then things opened up, and then um, it's really been, uh, it's been interesting singing and dancing in masks. Um, but there has been so much isolation the last couple of years that we're happy that we could bring people together um, to just meet new people and meet, you know, friends and stuff. It's been right. really special. So how do people get to go see your play, your musical? Okay, so they, um, so they can uh, find us on Facebook, the Women's Performance Community of Jerusalem, and they'll find a, a link to our ticket sales um, and uh, also... Um, our website. Um, is Sharon, you know, you they can call. They can di- directly, uh, Avital. They can directly write to http uh, colon you know slash slash bit bit dot lee dot slash uh, wpcjm the women's performance community jm of Jerusalem, and they can get tickets there. Or they can call. Uh, we can. Should we give them a number? Uh, sure. Okay. So we can give them a number, um, 052-421-3600, and they can get tickets. Mm-hmm. Okay, and you'll send me the link after the show so I can post it with the show where it's podcasted? Great. Great. Thank you, Tamar. All righty. I want to thank you both for coming on. It's going to be inspirational as usual, as all of your plays have been. Thank, thank you. you. God thank bless you, you both. So much, Tamar. Thanks. Good to see heroic you. Jewish women. You. Heroic right. Jewish women. <laughs> Be well. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. And uh, so some little bit of happiness coming along because it's just going to be a, a, every time I go there, um, I, I'm always inspired. And sometimes, as I said, I cry. You know?
No, but that's just me. All right. I want to remind you all before we uh, say goodbye that I have been uh, doing video interviews. We've been branching out into video interviews now, and we have some really amazing ones that you might want to check out on YouTube and or Rumble. I interviewed Roseanne Barr about a week, a week and a half ago. That one's going viral. It's going crazy. And also another one I just did, the last one with two rabbis with two big opposing uh, positions and uh, what they are say about uh, you know, the future of Judaism and where it's heading. Very interesting. You'll want to tune in there. Just go to our Facebook page. No, sorry, not our Facebook page. You can go to our uh, YouTube channel for Israel News Talk Radio, or you can write me tomorrow at IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. I can send you a link and find our videos there. Very interesting. Please subscribe to our uh, YouTube channel and to our Rumble as well. Thanks for being with us, everybody. Next up live, by the way, is returning home with Natalie Sapinski. Returning home. We'll be right back with it. Israel News Talk Radio's chat room. Just click the orange button at the top of the IsraelNewsTalkRadio.home page, log in as yourself or an anonymous guest, and join in on the fun. You'll meet other listeners from all over the world who listen to Israel News Talk Radio, and you can make new friends. Israel News Talk Radio's chat room. It's the closest you can get to being in the studio with us. We love listening to Israel News Talk Radio. Where can you get the inside news on Israel? At Israel News Talk Radio, we're dedicated to sharing Israel's inside story with the world by providing our listeners with news on Israeli politics, current affairs, and Israeli Jewish culture. The Israel News Talk Radio homepage also provides you, the listener, with useful information at your fingertips. With scrolling news headlines, weather, currency exchange, Shabbat candlelighting times, and so much more. Our radio programming is always accessible and on demand. We operate absolutely free of charge for everyone, everywhere. If you love what we do, partner with us now by becoming an Israel News Talk Radio supporter. With your support, you'll be inscribed on our Israel News Talk Radio Wall of Fame. There's nothing like us in the world. Be part of something great. Israel News Talk Radio. Straight talk from Israel. If you love Israel News Talk Radio, then you'll love our Facebook page. We keep you up to date on what's happening in Israel. Plus, little surprise treasures that we don't share on the radio. Go now to follow us on Facebook. Just look for the Israel News Talk Radio Facebook page. And don't forget to subscribe and follow us by clicking on the like button. We post great stuff there that you'll want to share. Israel News Talk Radio on Facebook and Israel News Radio on Twitter. News, opinion, and more. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio.